Hey everybody, Merry Christmas and welcome to the podcast.、Um, we're not able to meet in person right now and we're not doing a Zoom gathering this evening. And so I thought this would be quite a good way for us to be able to stay connected and still be able to、um, enjoy a little bit of teaching, enjoy a bit of community together. So hopefully, this episode、um, will be a good time for you to be able to、um, do some reflection. Around the season of Christmas and what it means to you and what it means to those around us and to those of us in the community. And so it's going to be quite simple.、Um, it's going to be three segments of scripture and they just,、um, yeah, they're going to be a,、um, different parts of the Bible. So you, if you have a Bible, you can follow along.、Um, if not, you can just listen to my voice and I'll read out the scripture. But at each point, you know, there's a little a reflection on the, on the passage and also、um, some reflection questions for you to answer for yourself. So、uh, find some space, find some time to do this.、Um, wherever you are, whatever you're doing,、um, it's, good to, it, it's good that you're listening. And I will so wish we could be with each other in person, but we're not able to do that right now. So until that happens,、um, yeah, you know. This will do for now, I guess. So,、um, yeah, enjoy the episode.、Um, get your Bibles ready.、Um, get somewhere quiet where you can listen. And I hope you enjoy what we're going to be talking about in this episode of the podcast. The first passage we're looking at today is、uh, Matthew 1 18 25. 25. And it says this Now, the birth of Jesus Christ happened this way. While his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband to be, was a righteous man, and because he did not want to disgrace her, he intended to divorce her privately. When he had contemplated this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. This all happened so that, was, so, so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, the virgin will bear and conceive a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from the sleep, he did what the angel of the Lord told him. He took his wife, but did not have marital relations with her until she gave birth to a son who he named Jesus. You know, guys, this time last year in Hong Kong, we were all still thinking, right? What a weird Christmas that was. This time last year, think about it. The city was locked in a fear, you know, in so much fear and uncertainty. You know, think back to what you were feeling this time last year. Kind of a strange time for us as a city, you know, and it was also starting around this time, right? When news of this weird virus was starting to emerge. And although people weren't panicking yet,、um, it was still quite weird and uncertain. So we were facing, you know, the protests and the violence and the different things we saw on the street. And now this weird new virus was coming up. But I don't think many people would have imagined that COVID 19 would turn into what it has turned into today. And so, right now, this year, 2020, it's Christmas time again. 
But once again, we find ourselves in a state of uncertainty of, and of fear, right? There is a bit of hope arriving through the vaccine and we're thankful for that. But if we're honest about it, we're facing yet another very unique and um, troubled Christmas. And I guess this is sad because we often have big expectations for Christmas, don't we? On Christmas, everything is supposed to be warm and bright. We're supposed to have lots of gifts to open and everyone has to be happy. And if you're not feeling all these feelings of joy at Christmas, it almost feels like you have to feel guilty for not being joyful. And people are always asking, you know, um, come on, where's your Christmas cheer? Why can't you be more happy? Don't you know it's Christmas? But perhaps this Christmas, we need to learn what it means to be honest about how we feel. And what if, if, what if this Christmas, we stopped forcing ourselves to be happy? We stopped buying all these presents just to make ourselves feel numb and, you know, distract ourselves for a minute. But we just simply allowed ourselves to feel whatever it is that we feel. You know, Joseph is one of these characters in the Bible, in the Christmas story, and we often assume a lot of things about him, right? Maybe perhaps you assumed, oh, he was fine with everything. He was excited. He was going to this um, Bethlehem to do the census. Not very much is actually said about him. We know that he was a good guy, right? He was a good guy. He was a guy full of faith. Um, but after he heard from the angel, I don't know. I just often think sometimes, you know, like, yes, he made the right, all the right decisions and he, he did what he promised to do. But deep inside Joseph's heart, if he was really honest about how he was feeling, it probably wasn't so much excitement and, and joy and happiness. There must have, right? If you think about it, must have been these thoughts of, of turmoil and of confusion in his inner heart, in his inner mind. And there were probably times where he doubted, right? Is this really true? A baby being born without a human father? I mean, Joseph might have felt like this was a big joke and everyone was pointing on him. Everyone was laughing at him. The joke was on me. That might have been what Joseph was thinking. And so it goes the same for us. You know, if, if you are wrestling with something tough, if there are thoughts and feelings in your mind that you, that you are wrestling with, that you're struggling with right now, that might not necessarily be all joyful and hopeful and all those things, it's okay because it has been a tough year and we need to acknowledge that. Step into that and know that it's okay. And if you still have doubts as to what 2021 is going to look like, that's okay too. Right now, we don't need to force ourselves to feel anything that we're not. So the question is this, what are you struggling with in this season? Allow yourself to take a moment to bring these things to mind. But then as you bring these things to mind, bring them also before the Lord. And when we bring them before the Lord, we can ask Him to step into these places of confusion and of brokenness. Because what we're celebrating at Christmas is Jesus stepping into a broken and sinful and dark world in order to redeem it with this light and his life. So take a moment. Think about these things. What are you struggling with in this season? Be honest with yourself and then bring these feelings to the Lord.
Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Do not be afraid. That's an interesting phrase for us today, isn't it? But think back to when you were a child. What were you afraid of? Perhaps this. Um, let me ask it this way. Do you remember visiting Santa Claus or Father Christmas as a child? For a lot of children, visiting Santa is fun and it's exciting. But for some, visiting Santa for the very first time is a terrifying prospect, right? We've all seen this happen in the shopping malls or even in movies. Even though everyone knows that Santa is a super friendly guy who only wants to bless you and give you lots of awesome gifts and presents, for a small child, he looks like a stranger in a red suit with a big white beard. And that's weird and that's scary for children. And when we see kids react badly to Santa, we think to ourselves, oh gosh, that's so cute. That's so funny. These kids are there so silly, right? Don't they know Santa is friendly? They, they don't they know that Santa just wants to give them presents? Why do they get so scared? And we take lots of pictures and we laugh at the situation. That's usually how it goes. But look at the situation these shepherds are facing. It's kind of similar. Fear strikes the heart of these shepherds as the angels arrive. And again, you know, because Christmas is this sort of fun, event, you know, lots of hymns, lots of carols, we think, we sometimes might think, wow, why, why would the shepherds be so scared just because some angels show up? Surely angels are these, you know, happy celestial beings that are, are full of joy, are full of light, you know, on a dark night like that, seeing an angel would have been a welcome sight, right? Why would they so scared? Why would these shepherds be afraid? Don't they know these angels are bringing the best news ever? Now, of course, many times, actually, when people face um, angels and uh, manifestations of God in the Bible, it does strike them with fear because there's a, a separation right between the holiness and the cleanliness of these celestial beings and angels and especially God than our sinful selves. But maybe think about it this way. Think about um, in your own life. Have there ever been moments that might have seemed scary at first, but then you realized actually after having confronted it, after having gone through it, a lot of joy came from whatever that was in the end. The shepherds, although they were terrified at first, just a little bit later on when they heard what the angels had told them, uh, they were filled with joy. 
And the message they heard was probably too good to be true, right? This message that the angels were bearing were telling them that the Messiah, the one everyone was waiting for, including the shepherds, the Messiah had arrived. And the shepherds became the very first people to hear about this news and some of the very first people to see Jesus with their very own eyes. Again, if we look at our own lives, if we look at our own situation here in Hong Kong, over the past two years, there has indeed been a lot to fear. What we have, you know, some of the things that we've been facing, we never thought we'd see in a city like Hong Kong. And maybe for you, this is a good point to um, ask yourself the question, what have been some of the most uh, fearful things that you faced in these past two years? Maybe it was a moment on the streets during the clashes between protesters and the police. Maybe it was when you were desperately in search of face masks and they were nowhere to be found and everyone was saying, if you don't get a face mask, you're never going to be go out again. You're going to catch COVID and you're going to get sick. Maybe it was when your boss said that you would lose your job because business has suffered and he can't afford or she can't afford to pay you anymore. But here's the thing. If you're listening to these words today, if you're tuning in right now, whatever fearful thing that was that you are facing, you have faced it and you've overcome it. That thing has come to pass and you're still standing. And so one of the hopes um, that I have for everybody, even for myself this year, is that is this, is that your fear will give way to joy. This is the message the angels brought to the shepherds, right? Do not be afraid anymore. All these things, these long years of suffering, these long nights in the dark, this wondering whether or not God is for you or against you, all those questions are going to be answered now because Jesus has come into this world. God has sent his son as a baby to be with us in this world. And this is the message that resonated in the shepherd's heart. This is what brought them joy. This is what they went to see with their very own eyes. And so in this season, my prayers that the joy that the shepherds felt would be the same joy that would you would feel in your heart. And the Jesus that the shepherds got to look upon would be the same Jesus you turn your attention to in this Christmas season. So let me say it again. Do not be afraid. Let these words penetrate through your heart and your mind. And be reminded, guys, of the reason we celebrate Christmas is, is because the one who is going to rescue us has arrived. There's no need to be afraid anymore. Luke 2, 36-40 There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old, having been married to her husband for seven years until his death. She had lived as a widow since then for 84 years. She never left the temple, worshipping and fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came up to them and began to give thanks to God and speak about the child all 
who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So when Joseph and Mary performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Loyalty and dedication. It seems as though that this is a bit of a lost art these days. Those two words have lost a little bit of their meaning. Take a look at my aunt, for example. My aunt is, uh, her name is Sangu. Hi, Sanguma. I call her Sanguma. My aunt is a kindergarten teacher, and she's been working in the same place, in the same school, in the same church, in the same classroom for over 36 years. I think actually she's been there about 38, almost 40 years now. I mean, she's worked there so long that the kids who she taught in kindergarten are now bringing their kids for her to teach in the same classroom, right? I'm planning to bring my son to the same kindergarten, which means that my son and I would have had the same teacher in the same classroom. Isn't that wild? That only comes, you only get to see that kind of stuff after a long time of loyalty and dedication to a place. But when I think about my parents, for example, they exemplify loyalty and dedication with their relationships. First of all, they've been married for like almost 40 years now. That's a huge part of loyalty and dedication. But they also have friends. They are friends whom they have known for more than 50 years. They are friends that they've known since they were in primary school. They've grown up together. And now they're still friends to this day. Friendships like that now, nowadays though, right, are pretty hard to find. But let's look at this woman, Anna, who we just read about. We, it, tells us that, it tells us that Anna has been living as a widow since her husband died. And she's been serving the Lord for more than 84 years. 84 years. Think about that, guys. 84 years of non-stop worshipping God. I mean, it just makes you wonder how intimate her relationship with God must have been, right? 84 years. So, right now, maybe we should reflect on that for a minute. Where has God called you into loyalty to? Do you have things that you tend to give up quite easily? And especially in your loyalty towards God, what does your worship of God look like? Are you in the habit of dedicating yourself, of loyally um, fasting and praying and worshiping? setting time aside, setting long periods of time aside, setting your life aside in order to worship and serve God. And if not, perhaps at a moment like this, as we look into the new year, um, it's a time for us to consider how to make this more, um, more of a consistent part of our life. So take a pause right here, right now. What do the words loyalty and dedication mean to you? And how can we, as followers of Jesus, continue to show our loyalty and dedication to the Lord? Thank you.
Now, when Anna finally sees Jesus, it's really as if all her Christmases have come true at once. She is overjoyed. Like the shepherds, she too had been waiting for the redemption of God's people. She had been patiently crying out to God for the Messiah, worshiping, praying, and fasting, like we said just now. And somehow, somehow, when she saw Jesus, all the hope, all the joy, all the things she'd been praying for, she knew had been answered. She knew God had heard her prayers. I think that you know, during those 84 years in service to God, right, at some point, God probably told her, "You just wait, Anna. One day, one day, a young family is going to walk into this temple. This young girl is going to be carrying a baby, and to other people who are not aware of it, this baby might just look like any other child. But I'm telling you, Anna, that when you meet this baby, you will know this baby will be the hope that the whole world." Has been waiting for, and so Anna was waiting. Eighty-four years she was waiting and waiting and waiting. It makes me think, you know, think about all the other babies and all the other families Anna must have seen coming in and out of the temple. Each time a young family walked in, perhaps she would have got her hopes up, said, "Oh my gosh, maybe this is the child," only to be disappointed and let down, one after the other. This is, of course, right, as we just said, until Mary walks in holding her newborn child, holding baby Jesus in his in her arms, and Anna knew straight away. Anna knew this was God answering her prayer. This was God being faithful after more than eighty years of waiting,、uh, the suffering of losing, the suffering and the pain she went through of losing her husband. But in the end, God was faithful. And some of us right now, we might be in a place where we are waiting for God to act. We might feel like we've been waiting for a while now, even right, but nothing has yet happened. And this is when we start to doubt: Is God going to answer that prayer? Will God really be faithful? But here's the thing, right? I bet none of us. Have been waiting for eighty-four years for something to happen, have we? Probably not. And perhaps this just got me thinking. Maybe this is one of the reasons why we don't see God、um, more of God's work in our lives, in the lives of our friends and lives of the city. It's because we give up too easy. And twenty twenty was a tough year, and many of us have been waiting for things to get better for quite some time now. But what if God says? Wait some more. Do we have the patience? Do we have the faith? Do we have the trust, knowing that God will always be faithful? Doesn't matter how long we have to wait. Sometimes it might be a short time. Sometimes it might be a long time. But in the end, God will be faithful. So in this season, another prayer is that I pray that God grants you the patience to wait upon Him. To wait upon Him, to take the time to dedicate your life to Him, to just carry on doing the things that He's called you to do, knowing that He's faithful, and knowing that one day, when the timing is right, when He brings it to you, you will see the hope that you've been searching for. You will get that answer to the prayer that you've been praying for. No matter in what shape or form that comes, God will 
be faithful. So may God grant us the patience to always trust in Him and wait on Him. And actually, guys, that's about it for this podcast. For this little, uh, these thoughts that I've, I've had. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it's been helpful to help you to do a bit of reflection in this season. Um, but I hope you have a very merry and happy Christmas. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And as always, keep an eye on our Instagram page for more interactions. And hopefully, we'll see you soon. God bless everybody. Love you guys.